Welcome to The Hive from Tejitosa Sustainable Travel, a podcast for meaningful travel stories. We invite guests who have traveled abroad for more than just leisure travel, be it internships, volunteering, or study abroad, either as solo travelers or as part of a group. We also talk to local communities who receive and host these travelers and measure their impact. This is a podcast chronicling sustainable travel. My name is Wesley Maraire, Business Development Executive at Tejitosa Sustainable Travel and your host of The Hive. While sustainability means different things to different people, the event space is not spared. It's commonly referred to as the MICE, uh, meetings, incentives, uh, conferences and events within the broader travel or tourism industry. And today we want to start by sort of unpacking what MICE is and then moving on to where sustainability comes in, whether it fits within the events organization space and why it is important if it is important indeed. And to kick that off, I want to welcome Sarah to today's show. Thank you very much for gracing us with your presence. <laughs> Hi, Wesley. It's lovely to be here. I'm glad you could take the time to have a chat with me. And I want to kick it off, as I always do, with a pointed question to you and say, what does sustainability mean to you? <laughs> Lovely. That's a really good question. Um, well, sustainability to me means minimizing all the negative impact that I myself have on, uh, on the environment and everyone around me and maximizing all the positive impact. So in terms of people that I talk to all the, and especially including social, financial, but also cultural and of course, environmental aspects. Right, right. And why should we care or should we care? I mean, this is the, a huge, a huge topic. And I think we don't have time to go into too much detail today. This will cover so many episodes, I think. Mm -hmm. um, but to just scratch the surface of that topic and the environment around us is, is an essential part of, of human survival. And with the pollution that we're, the pollution of the air, of the environment, of, of the water that we are doing so far leads to diseases, it leads to climate change and therefore sea rising sea levels, more natural disasters, droughts and loss of biodiversity. And yeah, to just name a few aspects of, of climate change and the environment, uh, environmental crisis. And if we keep going this way, then I, I fear that the COVID crisis was just a little teaser for what is to come. And so therefore all of us should do something or should do everything that's in their power to, yeah, to change that, I'd say. Absolutely. I think it, it is, it is, you know, one of those things that we talk about the pandemic that's there right now. And yet there is another impending um, catastrophe that stands to, to, to come our way. And if we don't act, you know, that's one of the things of why we should care, right? That if we don't act, we, we are not, we're not going to be there. 
And, you know, if exactly. you shoot rhinos, they're not going to be there. If we continue to pollute, you know, we, we, we are not going to have enough um, good air. And that means that's the end of us. So I understand yes. perfectly well uh, what you're saying there. Now, help us, help us understand something within, when we say mice, explain it to me like a, like a five-year-old. <laughs> yeah, it's a really complicated term and not, not many people know of it actually. It's, it's actually really simple. So it's about meetings, incentive trips and congresses. So it's in general the term for, for business events. So everything that has to do with B2B and yeah, B2C conferences ish as well. So then a company companies organizing a congress or like internal or external when they're doing incentive trips for their employees or for their most important clients or yeah, when they're just having meetings and especially um, the big the big trade shows as well are included in there. Right. So yeah, that's basically like the and the overall head of those things is called mice. Aha. Uh -huh. <laughs> and within, within, within MICE, there are various stakeholders. So you've got the people who organize events. And I'm speaking to yes. you because you are the founder of SOSU Events. And you organize events and have organized events over the years. There, there's, there's you, there is the attendee, and there's also the people who contract you in order to put this event together. When it yeah. comes to sustainability, why should you care as, uh, as the organizer? Do you have an incentive to care? It's kind of the topics that we mentioned before. So everyone has their, has the impact that they're having on, on the environment and everyone has their well, legacy that they're leaving. And especially the event industry, when it comes to bigger events and the bigger events the bigger the events get the more attendees they have the more stakeholders are included and the more global attention that they are getting especially when we think of like the olympic games or yeah the european um soccer championships right now so and we have to we can make a decision like if we want to go ahead as as a leader and if we want to state a good example in what we can do and what is important uh yeah or if we want to stay behind and just yeah be one of those industries that are just the last to to get yeah, to change to make a positive step into the right direction into a more sustainable future and i think the event industry gets a lot of attention and can do great things there and should be on the front lead of those things and take everyone else with each other uh, with each other with with us <laughs> right right and you know when i think of um, events. I think of the, the conferences, as you were saying earlier, that, you know, a, a company within, uh, within itself can arrange for internal conferences. But I work in the travel industry and have had the pleasure of attending ITB Berlin, um, WizTech for student and youth travel. And while I am there, I always wonder from sort of the events organizers sort of point of view, how it is they manage to weave in sustainability 
when they are planning for the event. Now, I know you've planned events uh, over the years and you can either you know, pick one from the past or one that you're planning right now to walk me through your, pros- your thought process and how you begin to build in elements of sustainability. Yes, what a lovely question. I can talk hours uh, on that topic. Well, um, I think in the beginning, yeah, it's again important to define um, the sustainability, so event sustainability. So there is not a um, there is not an official statement of or official definition of what sustainable event management actually is. And most people, when they're talking about it, they're always to or always most of the times they're talking about green event management. So just taking into account the uh, environmental part. And in my definition and how I always talk about it and how I try to include it in the events that I manage and consult is like the overall perspectives. So to include all the aspects, um, all the positive aspects that events are having on the environment, but also social and cultural aspects, also, of course, financial aspects and an event that is organized in a way that's, well, completely green, but it's not able to pay their bills. It's not sustainable as well. So it has to include all of those those measures in there. And I actually, so I did my master thesis on on a topic of sustainable events and I I um, derived a guideline, let's say. They're made, like in a master thesis, I'm mainly focusing about um, big figure skating championships because this was like the main topic of it, but it can be derived on other for other events as well. And so like the main and the number one step of it all, actually, like one of the most important things was, yeah, to include all of the stakeholders. So all of the partners that you have, the attendees, everyone that's working with you, the venue into the whole thought process. So getting everyone on board. And the next one is like to plan to plan sustainability into every aspect of your event from the beginning onwards. And with that, like one of those um, yeah, first steps that you do or that I should or I'll, I do, what you should do is the event venue is actually one of the most important decisions that you yourself can make with, with your event. And um, because the event venue plays a huge part into the into the whole process. So for events, the CO2 balance is, depending on the event, let's say 60 to 80% of the CO2 balance of an event is from mobility, from a mobility of your attendees, from your um, athletes or um, partners or, yeah, your artists, whoever is performing at your event. And so all of that has to do with the event venue. So where the event is located, if it's easily reachable by public transport, if if it's close to an airport or if it's closer to a train station, if it's centrally located and or if it's offering parking spaces or not. And with the event venue together comes also like the, how how is the how is the waste management? The waste management also has is working really of course has something to do with the with the event venue itself. So um how how many different types of waste there are, are there at the venue? If is there already like a fixed locations? Do they provide other services as well, or do you have to? If it's just an empty building where you have to get everything there from 
yeah, for, like if I go from the, so we did the European figure skating championships that were had um, last January in Austria and we just had an, an empty building actually. So we had to get everything from there basically from all over Europe. So all the seats, all the stands, so um, all the bleachers, we had to drive there and they had to be built up. Um, all the ice, of course, so we, the whole ice and the whole ice rink that we had was, was manually built up there. Um, all the heating and cooling systems had to be driven there and set up there. And of course, all the signs, I was responsible for all the signs. I think I made about 500 signs in every size possible. And so all of them had to be, yeah, they were just, well, made for this event. Um, so yeah, the venue is like, in my opinion and how I think it, the venue is the most important thing and the first thought um, that everyone is, yeah. And that's actually a thought that sometimes you do not think enough about. And depending on your size of the event, of course you're limited. So for us, the European Figure Skating Championships, we were not able to have it at another venue because we had over 5,000 visitors a day and there is not many venues where you can, yeah, have that amount of visitors. So our local arena was a little more complicated, but was too small-ish for that because there is international standards where you have, uh, we need to have a limited amount of seatings, uh, of, of yeah, seating places for, for spectators. So most of the venues in Austria were too small for that, especially most of the venues that were able to have an ice rink in there or put an ice rink in there. So it depends again on the type of event that you have. The follow-up to that is, you know, when, You've spoken about the venue being, you know, the primary um, consideration when you're putting together an event and the things you need to consider when you are looking into hosting that event sustainably. Are there any other elements that need to come together in order for an event to be classified as sustainable? Yeah, of course. So there's, there's a bunch. So I've only been talking about environmental aspects mainly because the environmental aspects in the last couple of years or many years, those were the ones that, yeah, will have gotten too, sh too short. It's not a good term, but did not get enough attention. Let's put it like that. And yeah, with the event venue together also goes the process of the energy supply. So does the event venue itself has a renewable energy supply? Do they have solar panels on on the top, or are they able to access um, energy out of renewable energy sources? And are you allowed to bring your own catering or do you have to use the catering that is the event locations catering? And then again, with the catering questions, uh, catering, how, how, are the, how are the ingredients sourced? Are they locally produced? Are, are they, is the catering using organic products? Are they using locally sourced products? Um, are they are they using seasonal products? And also how much meat, how much fish, how much, or is it just a vegetarian catering? Mostly it's not. <laughs> but um, yes, well, of course, like meat consumption drives up the, the amount of, of the CO2 balance of your event again. And, and then there is also what is what is to be done with all the leftovers, not just from the catering side, but also all the waste. It goes back to the waste management again. So it's just a whole process. And, but let's not just talk about the environmental aspects. Of course, it's 
if we keep moving over to to the social aspect so is is they how safe is the event venue so how efficient is it also especially when it comes to to newer venues um all the exit doors there is those fire escapes that you have and those there is those exit doors that you're only allowed to only able to open from the inside they're always open from the inside from the outside they're closed there's so many old venues that are still that still do not have to incorporate it depends again on the country that you're in and that you're at there is many event venues where it's a must or and countries where this is a must even i have to say from what i've experienced even if it's a must um to have like those yeah safe exit doors that it's still not incorporated in every in every venue and then we have again how accessible is the venue not just in terms of reachable reachability by citizens but also how accessible is it for people who who are in wheelchairs who who are not great or who just have problems with walking who can't walk on long ways or with families that are bringing bringing their own um child carriages yeah child child carriages and yeah and then again um are you are you including um special athletes or special artists in your program as well um is there uh when it comes to sport events is there a paralympic option there there too and are you offering different prices for for people who yeah, who would still love to join your event, but just can't afford it. So what we always try to do, um, we, for the first couple of days, like schools could come for free, they could join for free. And we also included the public transportation system into the event ticket and into, into the event price. So whenever you're traveling to an event of ours, you can use the whole public transportation on the day, more or less, of, of the event for free. And yeah, so those are just one of those things. Well, it's going into into detail a lot of what the special topics are, but yeah. Yeah, and that's that's very interesting. You know, I'm thinking to myself, I attend conferences, I attend meetings, and I attend events, uh, all, all sorts of types. And I always wonder as well that, you know, for somebody who is attending these events and they are really interested in sustainability, you know, and not limiting the definition of sustainability to only the environmental impact, but we're looking at the impact that the event or the meeting has on the local community. As you were saying that, you know, you, we ought to consider other, you know, produce, locally sourced vegetables or the meat, is it locally sourced? And that's the impact, the economic impact on the local economy. And that's also a very important thing. And then, of course, there are issues to do with safety and profitability of such an event, because one thing that you don't want is for the event to only happen once and then never again, because they're not able to, you know, to support yeah. it for the, for the next season. And so yes. if you meet me on the street, I am a general attendee of these meetings, conferences, uh, and events. How would you educate me to pay attention to issues around sustainability when I attend an event? What should I pay attention to as an event attendee? <laughs> That's a lovely question. Well, 
Um, so in general, for an overview, there is a couple of, of echo labels for, for events already out there. So for example, there is the Agrina Festival. I think it's the most, one of the most internationally known organizations that are rewarding events, events with, uh, with an Agrina Festival um, certification. And there is a couple of more locally ones. So for Austria, we have our own Green Event Echo Label. Um, for the US, there is the, I think it's called ASTM um, Green Events Label. For, there is also um, the ISO guidelines for event managers. So there's like a management process um, that you can incorporate. So there is those things. Um, of course, as it comes to all all labels, there is the, the problem of maybe greenwashing and um, and just buying the the echo labels, so it's of course not easy. So then again, it depends on on its transparency of of the event itself. How are they how are they communicating what they are doing? And I think it's important to just be honest um, with what you were doing. So don't just say yeah, you want to have your event like a carbon neutral event by whatever, but just say okay, we're just doing our best to do it and. Those were the things that we were doing really good. Those were the things that we are still having struggles with and we were not able to do because of those and those reasons. And when you yourself are going to an event and what, like once you already bought your ticket and then you go there and then you can like, okay, what what do I have to yeah, take care of? Um, are we be conscious about? So it's again of, of course, food choices. Um, the food that you are eating, of course, an event manager wants you to eat at the event itself. And I, so what I do, I, I really see, like, try to see what what kind of food are they offering? Are they offering organic or locally produced sources? And I always ask for it. I always ask if they have any, and then I always try to mention if they don't. Then I was like, okay, and I, I, well, I, I'm a vegetarian myself, so there is still so many venues out there that that they just they just don't offer any vegetarian options for me, then I anyway won't eat. Well, that's more of a problem if you, the longer you stay. <laughs> but but yeah, so just um, just mentioning it and just asking, just asking event organizers and just asking them questions. I also, well, I also do check, um, well, just because I'm an event manager myself and I know of those things, but I also always check where is the next, um, where is the next exit? And is the exit open? Can I use this exit? And well, I get really um, nervous when I see that there's exits that are just barricaded with, well, boxes in front of it or just closed down. And I always try to find someone to tell, well, I'm the annoying person who says, well, this is an exit door and that exit door cannot be used by me. But <laughs> I think those are oh, well important things and that all of us are more and more conscious about and just more conscious about our steps and I also don't when, when, let's say when when you see that there's water bottles that they sell I always ask for a renewable cup that I can give back after the event so if they give you the option of yeah of a water bottle that's just a one reuse thing or a reusable cup always choose the reusable options and yeah I think those are just one of those one of the most well, think most conscious things that everyone can do about. Um, I might have to think of some more options. I realize now. <laughs> no, super. A question that comes to mind is around the lines of: I'm at an event. 
or a meeting or a conference. Are there tips that you have for me that I can do as an attendee to ensure that I contribute towards making the event sustainable? You had started speaking about reusable cups and to avoid plastic uh, bottles that, you know, single-use plastic. Are there any other tips that you think whenever you've organized events or attended events where you've said, where you've thought, hmm, maybe, you know, doing this or doing that could help in us achieving the sustainability status? Yeah, of course. So, um, well, traveling by, by public transport to your event in general, of course, traveling with tra public transport or by bike or by foot, of course, is always the um, the most sustainable option. And then again, yeah, bringing your own water bottles as well. I also always try to bring my own water bottles and, and refill it there anyway. It's not a favorite of, of an event organizer because then they can't sell you anything. But um, I think it's also important for event organizers to provide fresh water, to provide fresh and free drinking water. And so I'm an advocate for that and I always try to push for that. And I always try to push for people, well, just be, not just because it's the most sustainable option, because you don't have to deliver in most of the countries. It, again, it depends on the country that you're in. In some countries, of course, you cannot drink the tap water. So that's more complicated. But in countries where you are able to drink the tap water, then your event should definitely provide free tap water. And if you bring your own water bottle then and just refill it, that's that's really ideal. Um, that's good to know. That's good to know. And, you know, <laughs> I, I always love traveling uh, by public transport whenever I'm at an event or for, for a conference, primarily because it allows me to just see more of the city or, or the town, to interact with the locals and, you know, just get to see the country through the eyes of locals, which I think is something that's taken for granted if you are in a cab or if you yeah. if you have you know private private transport provided for you. I think it's 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 one of those invaluable things that you get when you when you are using public transport um, wherever yes, it's available. Definitely. Yes, definitely. Yeah, also, I well, I I do bike everywhere. I almost everywhere, I'd say, mm -hmm. and. I ask the same. I, I just love it because then sometimes, especially when I go into an event, which is like close to where I live, but not so close. Um, but where it's like, it's like a way that I haven't biked before or cycled before. Then it's so interesting because you get to see so many different, because you have to take a route. I always try to take like, not the slowest, but the safest route. Mm -hmm. So, and then it gets thrown into so many parts of the cities that I haven't been before and that I haven't seen before. So that in general it's a really good option and way to travel as well so i do appreciate that <laughs> yeah definitely definitely i know my my favorite um place was was rotterdam Go, going 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 out to to rotterdam and cycling everywhere was yeah yes was, was brilliant it's i think incredible. i just rented a bicycle for like four days and yeah it took me everywhere <laughs> yeah same same for me i've also just been to amsterdam and it's uh -huh. incredible it's so much fun it is so, isn't it yeah um, yeah i i then found out though that i should have 
bought the bicycle it would have been cheaper for me uh, <laughs> because apparently the cheapest thing is a bicycle you can get a bicycle for 20 euros because people are always stealing them anyway so they're a cheap commodity <laughs> <laughs> that's good that's good yeah we have heard of the controversies surrounding uh, the qatar world cup we have uh, i was in south africa in 2010 uh, when the world cup happened there we heard the same in brazil we hear of uh, the same all over with olympics where there are these major events and and, and congresses it begs the question then that are there events that are just impossible to make fit within the classification of sustainable? In my opinion, you can incorporate sustainability policies in every event. For some events, it's harder. For some events, it's easier. For some events, you can do more. For some events, you cannot do as much as for others. But to incorporate a minimum amount of practices, I think is possible with every event. Of course, like the bigger the event gets, the more international the event gets, it's just you cannot, you have to fly in um, athletes when it comes to Olympia, um, especially like does not matter where, where they're happening. It's an international event. There's so many people that are included into the event, so many athletes, so many nationalities. There is, there will always be um, people flying in, but I don't think a sustainable event. There are some people who are saying the sustainable event is organ. The sustainable event is the one that's not happening at all. But that's not the statement that I agree with because I think it's just too. It's too simply stated. It's maybe for the environment. Just if you're just taking the environmental perspective, like account into perspective, then maybe yes. Um, but we just, but if you take the social, the cultural, the financial accounts into perspective, then I would say definitely no. And and just yeah, gaining experiences and being part of the society, and that's it's, it's yeah, and enjoying life is a human right, and events play a huge part in in that role. So yes again there are some events where it's harder especially when they're internationally organized people have to fly in from all over the world they have stadiums have to be built but then again a stadium that has to be is being built just for for an event and not used after that's not sustainable again there have to be plans for yeah just developing the whole nation or the whole um city or area where the event is held into a few into a better future where these stadiums can be used in the future as well so it all it all goes together and moving moving right along i want to i want us to you know put all of this that we've been talking about into practice now you have an event coming up zero waste uh it's coming up very soon but i know you've organized events golf events, you've you've organized meetings and, and, and conferences uh, for ISEC and other organizations and perhaps individuals. And I want I want you to pick one, one event, uh, either that you've already planned and executed or one that you know you're still planning. And 
Walk me through how that event can be said to be sustainable. I'm head of sustainability for the Zero Waste Berlin Festival. It's going to happen in, in September, hopefully, if everything works out with COVID. But it should be happening in September in Berlin. And that's a completely different scenario that we have there. So the Zero Waste Berlin Festival haven't it's the first time that we are hosting this event. It was last year, but it was online, so completely different. This year is the first time ever that the Zero Waste Berlin Festival is taking place. So that's just such a, a new and such a different setup because we have to find new partners. Like we had to find a new venue. We had to find a new concept. So everything, of course, like is built up with the, including all the whole concept of sustainability. But and so it's really easy to incorporate all of that because if you incorporate all of that, like I said in the beginning, in the yeah, in the beginning onwards in the planning process, then all of this is just really easy to to be done. So we are looking now like what are the caterers that we are having? Are they organic? Are they using seasonal products? Um, we are looking at the sponsors that we are choosing or that we are working with. We are looking out about their business ethics and yeah about their if they're doing sustainable businesses and as well so the whole concept of course is, is completely different and so i kind of like those those three three dimensions like if you have ongoing events of course it's much harder to change things and i think it's just about just changing not change not trying to change everything at once but more of changing one thing every time um, that gets you to a better future. So it's progress over perfection. It's one of my my favorite. Now, Sarah, we we are living in a in a pandemic at the moment. It's it has been about fifteen to sixteen months since COVID hit the the, the world, and I am sure that you know the event space has not been spared neither. And so. How has corona, the coronavirus affected the work you do in in the events, um, in the events space within travel? Well, yes, the the corona pandemic has of course hit the event sector really hard, especially when it comes to international events. And well, on the one hand, I'd say that there are are many companies well of course besides those companies that well unfortunately had to close down completely um they are there of course as well but all the others that have survived so far um on the only one hand took their chances and started looking into the future and they took the time to really reevaluate everything that they have been doing and what they have been doing and how they have been doing it so far and really thought of new processes on how to incorporate sustainability into their event measures because so far they just simply didn't have the time. They were organizing this event year and year and year again. And it was always so stressful that nobody ever had the time to, to think about most of the steps that you were doing twice. Just yeah, there was no like no manpower there. And so now it was the first time that you could actually stop and take a look at the event from the outside and do that. But on the other hand, there were also companies that there will also be companies that they well they did not take the time or did not take the chance or just looked at different uh, at different other 
aspect, let's say. And then again, since some events were still allowed to have the sustainability aspect kind of, yeah, took a step back into the background, then it was just more about health and safety regulations for having a COVID safe, prevention safe event which in my opinion is also part of the sustainability because your event should also be organized in a way that it minimizes the negative impact on the attendees and visitors' health. So of course this like includes the whole topic, but just environmental aspects, social aspects, maybe they were a little less um, talked about in the last year. So, I think, though, in my opinion, that moving forward, once we have hopefully overcome this event industry, I don't think the event industry will ever be the same again, especially when it comes to international congresses, international meetings. This is probably one of the areas in the event sector that has been hit the hardest and will change the most. Just because big sport events, they have always been hybrid. There have always been people watching, but there have always been like the whole TV production around it where maybe people are watching from TV. So they have always been hybrid before. But congresses and meetings and trade shows, they have never been online before. They have or they have been some, but in general, they have never been online. They have never been hybrid before. And that's, well, it's a threat and it's a great opportunity as well. So then it, again, it depends on your event, what you make out of the whole thing it depends on you as a as a visitor what you're deciding to do so it presents so many opportunities one if you think about it like there has been a conference in the us that i could have never dreamt of joining just because it's too far away and i'm not going to fly over well if i'm paying it by myself of course if my company is paying that that's a different scenario but if i'm paying it by myself i'm not going to fly across the whole world to attend a conference and now moving forward, if an, there will be events, hopefully more of them do it, will, will incorporate those. those they, they've seen like the, the positive effects that a hybrid event can have, the, how, how easily it is actually to, to, yeah, to just stream the conference online and have the whole world joining in. And we've also realized that not, you don't have to fly across the whole world for every meeting especially in the business sector where people are just yeah traveling to asia or africa or wherever just for a small meeting and then traveling back so all of those things will will hopefully be online just because it saves you realize it's easy like so many things can easily be done online that we have not thought of before so that's that's a, it's a great chance it's a great thing for the environment but also, if you take into account the social aspects of it, of course, it's not you're missing the, the human interactions. One of those of all of our favorite things at an event is just the emotions. And so far, online events just can't give you the same types of emotions, the same types of the feeling of togetherness as when you are joining in person. So we will see. We will see how how life is now moving forward. Well, there's so many options, there's so many opportunities, there's so many threats out there, and it's up to the event industry, it's up to us, it's up to our attendees, to everyone to to see what we're doing. If we have learned something out of the of the last year, or if we will go back to the same way. And I really do hope and I really do believe that we have changed and 
with us, the event industry has changed into for a better world. <laughs> awesome. That that's great to hear that you know the event space is changing for the for the better. Uh, particularly as an attendee myself, I'm I'm looking forward to it. What I can't wrap my head around is what trade shows and, and, and conferences are going to be like. And I'm really keen on, on, on seeing what happens in Tokyo this year. And yes. having said that, you know, I want you to paint me a picture of a post-COVID mice industry. Hmm. So I think for trade shows, it's really hard. There is, I have been to some even online trade shows, but I don't think it's the same way as it were before. I really do hope that trade shows stay the same or stay, not, not stay the same, not stay the same is not the right word, but that life trade shows can come, come back just because it's a cool, it's a really nice opportunity to gain so much experience of so, like see so many different companies and so many products just on one place. But then I also hope that they will move forward into a more like into towards a more zero waste community that you just don't get thrown with well, or just not not throw yeah well actually throw booklets at you and throw flyers at you and throw just like little giveaways away even though some people love those and just go there for those little things that they will never use in their whole lives but um i really so like on the one hand that's that but also on the other hand especially when it comes to congresses when it comes to meetings those will be held more online than ever before so everything that you are able to do online you will be doing online especially when it's just a meeting where the whole yeah the whole goal of the meeting is just a knowledge transfer of course again something completely different if you hear it in person and if you are there and if you're doing workshops then it's a different scenario again but so many simply simple knowledge transfers can easily be held in yeah in an online format so it's up to event organizers again to create an atmosphere if they're doing a live event to create an atmosphere where it's not just about the knowledge transfer but about experiences about getting to know people so about experience that they cannot create online or to just simply join in online so to have like those separations but well that's that's my opinion <laughs> to that and we will we will see how how moving how life moving forward will be and there is yeah like i said so many opportunities out there and options out there and i'm not sure 100 <laughs> percent at least now that's a that, that's great i think it is a good note for us to to end on and say there are so many opportunities and so many options and in as much as you know, we've suffered through COVID, there are still opportunities. And I like that you are allowing us to end on a positive note <laughs> so that, you know, we can look forward to continuing to do business and continuing to hold events, uh, meetings and, and conferences, because essentially, you know, we, de we depend on mobility 
in order for us to, to, to move forward. And we can't underestimate the value of in-person interactions where, where it is not dangerous to do so. So I'm really yes, happy. Exactly. I'm really happy you you allowed us to end on that note. <laughs> yes, at least I did. But I yeah, I also think that human interaction is so important, and an event is just playing a huge part in that role. So absolutely, absolutely. Well, Sarah, thank you very much for taking the time to come on and having a chat with me. I really enjoyed. Oh getting to know more about uh, the events space and all the different bits and pieces that have to come together for an event to be called sustainable. And as an attendee myself, I'll certainly be looking forward to, you know, examining where the exit door is and, and whether there are boxes in front of it or not, something that I hadn't paid attention until now. So again, thank you very much for coming on and sharing all these insights. You've been listening to The Hive from Teachers of Sustainable Travel. I hope this episode has inspired you to seek or to continue to explore travel with purpose. Join our community on social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest. And please do subscribe so that you can receive notifications each time we have a new episode. Tatenda, thank you.